The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Window licking <laughs> inbreds. That was my ska band in so high school. if Durango had a professional sports team, would they <laughs> probably be purchased by Trader Joe's? They'd be purchased by Shooters. By <laughs> Lauren Bobert's Shooters. Oh, Bobert. Oh, Boby. Yeah. Uh, she did not say anything dumb this week. That's not well, true. I guarantee you she did. No, she did. I, I know, but it pales in comparison. <laughs> Over the nonsense. That's just been... We had a great week of... You know, it's been a little bit soft with stuff going on. We all know the, the Ukraine-Russia conflict is is absolutely horrible. And is that still going on? I've heard uh, rumors. I, yeah. um, that now, un- you know, much to the chagrin of uh, Putin-loving uh, right-wingers, which we live in that world now where... I thought Russia was the bad guys, and now there are friends, and he it's more authoritarian than ever. Um, anyway, um, outside of that, um, it's been a great week for us because there's been so much dumb shit. And, and quite frankly, not even dumb, but scary. Outright yeah. frightening legislation that's being bandied about, um, mean, you know, they like to eat up a lot of airtime talking about a, a bunch of culture war bullshit. Um, you know, gays are degenerates and trans people are degenerates. And they love eating, just fueling the culture war. That's their new MO for the last like 20 years. Uh, what happened to that great uh, South American horde that was going to invade America? Uh, did that? Okay. I was just checking because they pick a new fucking you know, cause rigor for fucking their election cycle and stick to it. This one, whether it's trans athletes, whether it's the good old, the pedophile is back. Yeah. We've got the pedophiles back now. Okay. First of all, they're back in force. Uh, From what I understand, they are. Yeah. Uh, Mostly coming off of one side of the aisle. Yeah. Uh, As far as convicted, what were you telling me about the, uh, Two degrees of separation from our uh, <laughs> ex-president Arangatang. Is that I believe, what we're I believe that's, calling him? Um, that's his Latin name. So there was a Republican operative, and he was not much more than uh, he did like social media stuff. And oh, I got to look up his name. But he was still in the inner circle for yes. the Trump administration. Yes, for he, sure. So he's one of twelve people that have been indicted. Through the course of the fucking... And apparently more to come. Good. Like more people out of his inner circle. Um, he's be going to be very famous in the very near future. Right. Because his position is that he loves it when babies get killed and raped. Like it's his favorite thing. He's quoted as quoted. saying this. 
and they busted him for uh, requesting videos of babies being raped from some gentleman, and he got it delivered to him. <laughs> okay. But anyways, this arrest happened a little over a year ago. But we're not saying allegedly. No, no, no. He's convicted. This oh. is not alleged. This is not alleged. Okay. He has been convicted. He's going to big boy prison mm. for wanting to rape babies. I'm sure that his time will be spent well. Um, his his dance card <laughs> is going to be very full. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we're not laughing about the obvious. No, crime, of course but, not. But, but it, it it's amazing when a monster gets treated monstrously. Then you, laugh. I don't have a fucking problem with that. I lose zero sleep. Yeah, zero. This is someone, and if I were my dad forty years ago, uh, I would have the opinion of like, why the fuck are we even keeping this guy alive? You know what I mean? Uh, and now, that's, I know more as a grown adult sure. why we keep people alive. Right. You know what I mean? But, like, also, it's going to be way more miserable for him. Like, death would be a... Probably you know, be a sweet release. A sweet release as they say. for this um, giant monster um, that this guy is. I, it's the only time, I think I said it to you, it's the only time I wish religion were real. Because I wish there was an actual hell that he could just... Uh, be yeah. in pain for an eternity. That being said, I mentioned pedophilia is back because um, here we go with the right. As we get closer to election time, it really started uh, with the Supreme Court nominations. Um, and as we say, round of applause. Round of uh, applause. We got new Thunderous letters. Applause. We got new letters, everybody. Um, rest in peace, RBG. And we've got a new one, KTJ. Um, Kentenji or KBJ, Brown Jackson. I said T. Brown Jackson. KBJ. Um, she was just nominated and confirmed. Um, and throughout the course of her um, being interviewed or interrogated or however you want to look at that, she was m- on multiple occasions um, branded as being a... Um, lover and supporter of uh, pedos, which if you know her record that was spun in such an ugly way, it's amazing how the right continues. It started with, we were talking about it, Pizzagate, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Hillary Clinton was eating babies on pizzas in a basement and s- somewhere. Um, and there's this huge child ring. Can you remember the, the last time somebody on the left was, um, arrested or indicted and convicted of anything involving underage people. I think Wiener. Yeah. But that wasn't underage, right? That was, no, or was it? That was just impropriety. Impropriety. Yeah. Um, we Don't got, get me wrong. It was gross. It was gross. And he paid the price for it politically yeah. and personally and criminally. Um, Lots that, of Democrats get caught up in sexual impropriety and we need to, Shout that out loud and clear. Yeah. No, this is by no means... 100%. ...a witch hunt on the right. Yeah. Granted, when you let white males have control and power, they're going to do horrific things. When in Rome. When in Rome. So... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No, but there is... There's this thing about creating false equivalencies and just saying, yeah, well... 
the fucking Democrats are doing it. You know what I mean? And therefore, it's okay. I think in modern terms, it would be called whataboutism. But yes, you know, it's exactly it's a when whataboutism. somebody goes, yeah. why did you do that? And your response is, well, what about that guy? Yeah. Um, you're well, not Pelosi a, did this. Yeah. Well, like that is literally has yeah. any bearing um, where it's like, you just stole a car. Well, what about that other guy that stole three? Yeah. It bears no um, impact on your particular charge or case or situation. Yep. And it seems like that's their favorite thing to do is just what about, what about. That being said, we were talking, I think the list, we should almost post this list. I might. Let's talk about the list of um, guys on the right that have been um, arrested or um, indicted. On, Not just guys. And, and and ladies. Sorry, ladies. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to take- We want to give you, yeah. We're, I don't want to take the power away from the ladies. We are very egalitarian <laughs> yeah, on the are. whiskey room. Yes, we are. Um, <laughs> but it's it's amazing. We were talking about, you said, what is it uh, when you, I, I, I said Shakespeare, dost thou protest too much? And you said- Oh, um, there's an old saying that every accusation- is basically a confession. Right. An you admission, know what I mean? right? An admission. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny. They scream about all these improprieties that happen and all these horrible things, and yet they're the only ones getting put on a cross for it. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, it would be funny if it wasn't so fucking um, anger-fueling and ridiculous. Well, it's just gross, and I would love to think that someday the human race would get beyond this but I don't know. it's probably never going to happen no and i mean we're dealing with people like matt gates who is still literally on the national stage and held up as some you know paragon yeah of conservative values oh and, you 100%. know what i mean and it's like that guy fucking traffics underage women from state to state yeah now granted, allegedly he hasn't been convicted allegedly but the, but the case is looking pretty strong the case is um, looking strong just saying not only that they um in turn i don't know if you guys know this out here out there but there's like 40 states that have very flexible child marriage laws i know that sounds really weird that seems like a lot right uh but there are states where uh, you can marry 17 with your parents' permission. Um, we have lovely states uh, like Tennessee. Here it might be a little red. Um, that just, they, they're putting a bill out. It's like called like HB 323. I forget the exact number of it. It This is literally a bill. This is legislation drafted, put before uh, the state's powers that be, that says deliberately... Marriage should be considered between one man and one woman with no ages attached to it. That was not a mistake. I don't think if it was an oversight, I don't think you're dealing with people that um, this is, I don't, is that legislative child endangerment? What are they saying to everybody? I think we all know what everybody, what they're saying. So it seems to me going through these cases and what's going on in a lot of different states that happen to be southern states, oddly enough. Or at least red at the very. Very red. red states. Is that the workaround for people to be able to marry a child is parental consent. So... In a lot of these states, as long as you have consent from parents, right. you can marry a 14-year-old girl. 
if their parents are cool with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Which, by the way, is really fucking gross. It's scary. Especially when the parents probably got married at 13 or 14. And they're fucking related to each other. And they're 27 years old. Yeah, you know. Uh, Sister Mama. Sister Mama, yeah. How do you feel about Agnes marrying fucking Senator well, Gates? you look at the money you know? and the coercion that can take place. We'll pay for her. Yeah. There's a lot of gross shit surrounded by that. Um, also... Maybe Again. we should just have a federal law that grown-ups marry grown-ups. Oh, my God. Would you Period. just stop and get out of my way? Mar- yeah. Would you just stop being an Sorry. obstruction? I'm, I'm, I'm an obstruction. In all of our lives, Bobby. Um, the last I know thing, you're a federalist at heart. I, I, am a, I am a federalist and a constitutionalist and a libertarian <laughs> and a vegan. <laughs> so work that out. Marry um, whoever you want, buddy. <laughs> buddy. Um the other piece of amazing news that we got, and we're so happy to announce uh, Oklahoma uh, being uh, one of the many states now pushing uh, basically anti-abortion. It's not listed as that, uh, but they're just so kind. Um, it's funny. Uh, Texas Texas did the same thing recently. Yes. And we are finding that no less than 1,400 women had to travel out of state to go get an abortion. So... Um, your plan to stop abortions is working swimmingly. Uh, all you're doing is making people take time off of work, wait in excessive lines, wait two to four weeks for an appointment, drive eight hours. Um, but you're obviously that plan is really, really coming through strong. You've literally not stopped anything. You've just pushed it to your neighboring states. Unfortunately, Colorado is surrounded by a lot of these states. So Colorado is going to be seeing a lot of traveling uh, abortion people coming through. And I would love to say that we could accommodate all of them. But the line, the list is so long right now that women that might find out they were pregnant at month two might not be able to get aborted till month four or three and a half, um, which is uh, I can only describe that as cruelty. At that point, you're not stopping anything. You're just being cruel. You're um, you're making somebody live with something. And we're not women, obviously. Um, we've never carried a child. I couldn't imagine the pain of it's already hard enough to get an abortion. I couldn't imagine that decision. But then to live with it, sit with it, feel something grow inside of you um, is just absolutely one of the cruelest things that I can think of. Um, it's it's heartbreaking. Uh, so yeah, well, it's kind of on brand for the Republicans. <laughs> it's happy time. <laughs> no, I'm just hey, saying, happy time. I mean, it, it makes logical sense that most Republican legislators would want to keep those babies alive because otherwise, how are you going to eat them, kill them, rape them oh, that's in right. whatever order that, that you deem necessary? And by the way. Boy, those guys love them some unborn children. As soon as that kid hits the floor, I don't know you, bruh. Fresh meat. It's either I don't know you, I won't pay for your education or health care. Once you're out, you're on your own. Yeah. But while you're inside, we will protect you, brother. Um, So righteous, so brave, the right. They're so brave. Um, We're back again, guys. Sorry. We we wanted to get that out of our systems. There's been a lot happening this week. Bobby and I are obviously like, this drives us like near like roadblocksing ourselves and and doing bad things to ourselves. Um, 
it's painful to watch the the devolution of just everything that is. That being said, hi. I hope everybody's having a wonderful week. We Who are, are we? <laughs> uh, we are the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. We are the whiskey reel. We are many, many, many miles above the earth's crust. Looking down on you. We were judging people's driving skills earlier. Um, all of you in this town, and you know who you are, you're just awful. You suck at this. Um, don't drive. I encourage you to ride a bike and then be in my way riding a bike as I'm trying to go somewhere important. I just want you to lackadaisically ride a bike in front of me down side streets so that I have to end around you and then um, possibly bump your front wheel while I'm going by. I didn't say that happened. Allegedly. Um, I'm going Matt Gates, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> we are uh, many miles above. We are in Cloud City. We are having a lovely time. Mountainside Just, Studios. Yeah, we're in Mountainside Studios. You guys know that. Stop it. Knock it off. Um, you know we're always having a good time. We got that first salvo of information out. So that we don't have to address it necessarily again. We now we're going to fuck off. Now we're going to fuck off. Um, thank you. That For was a hour. perfect way to say it. Um, we are uh, special friends. And what I mean by that is <laughs> we have a special relationship. Uh, we don't have anybody else in studio. Thank you, Bobby, for finding the Lost City of Z. Um, if you guys haven't checked that out, Bobby released that on Thursday. That was the indeed the lost episode we thought we lost. Uh, uh, very, very popular with the kids. Good, good. Everybody uh, seems to love Big Zach. Z-Dub uh, put on a show. He's a good man. Nair, I say, a great man. A great man. Um, a luminary. He, he's a luminary. Uh, he's a beautiful man. And much like the person sitting across from me, uh, he is... Not enjoying the bright sunshine. If you know Bobby, not, not big my, on the sun. Not my thing. Not his thing. Uh, <laughs> he'd rather sit in a corner in the shadows and, <laughs> and plot. That's sort of what he does. Uh, he is my favorite Bobby Duke. Um, he haunts my dreams on a nightly basis, and I could not be happier about it. Uh, he is a beautiful man. He's freshly shorn, if that matters. It's this true. is one Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises. I am shorn from head to toe, sir. <laughs> yeah, brother. I um, I manscape. Get it done. Me yeah. too, dude. You gotta you gotta handle the candle. You know it's hard when you don't have a woman in your life getting to your back. Cause like Oof. I had a wife for years that would just shave my back. Just weed whack you. And it's not horrible. No. There's some a- guys sweater vest in it. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I know. One was on our podcast last week. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> He's of uh, Latin descent. <laughs> All right, boys, girls, friends, neighbors, well-wishers. Are, are you going to introduce me? I'm doing that right oh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sitting across from me. Sweet Christ. My Sir Antonio Branderas, the general manager of my heart. They call him Tony Montanus. They do. But he is the opposite of Dorian Gray. True. But still a beautiful, beautiful soul. Yes. That will bring the hammer of destruction upon your ears. (laughs) (laughs) I will pound your ear holes. This is Aaron. He's fine. He's fine. What's up, guys? Um, We are back in the studio. We are doing this goddamn thing. And as always, being... 
that we are the whiskey reel. We must consume spirits. Not always spirits. We've we've gone off the rails a couple times and done some like some wines. We did and some seltzers shit. and wines. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean seltzers. If we if you go back and listen to our seltzer episodes, there's a reason. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, but for now, uh, as you guys all know, because you guys have all been talking about it, we are sponsored by the uh, the Wagon Wheel Liquor guys. They're right over there. As I've been reminded, they're not across from the Rite Aid. It's Walgreens. It's Walgreens. Whatever, dude. Gross. Only only douches pay attention. They don't themselves. sponsor us. Fuck they those guys. They don't care. Fuck those guys. Um, they are in the Town Center Plaza. They're right next to uh, that famous ice cream shop that has more than 30 flavors, but not 32. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, very famous. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they have a great selection. We always go in there. Now, guys, we go in there every week. Since I live like three blocks away, I may or may not go in there every day. And if that's sort of an indication of where I'm at, that's oh. fine. Um, it kind of makes me sad. Well, no, it's actually kind of a good thing. It's very convenient. And uh, Rex was in there earlier before us. <laughs> I know. It's bad, when, <laughs> I know. it's bad when you walk into a place and they go, oh, your girl was just in here. Hey, your like, girl just left. I'm like, how about we just keep it down? Yeah. Just keep it down. How guys. much Breckenridge vodka did she buy? In <laughs> <laughs> um, what mood was she I in? I don't know the rep who sells Breck vodka in town, but you're fucking welcome. Yeah. Um, that being said... We have a special delectable little item out of Wagon Wheel. Uh, Mark was uh, talking about doing some Aspen & Co., which uh, which is that Aspen rye, which, they, which man, if you've had it, it's a, it's a clusterfuck of flavors in a good way. We were like, well, we try to keep it reasonable for all the Whiskey Reel fans. We want to keep it like at the 35 to 45 range. I know that's expensive for some people. I'm not trying to fucking put out there like you should buy all the expensive stuff i'm just saying for you guys that are love bouncing around and drinking bourbons and whiskeys i know you're out there you listen you love us continue to do that we picked something that was very very in that range um coming out of wagon wheel hot and i don't even know if anybody in else in town has this it's yeah. pretty kind of boutique but it's called Idlewild spirits Woodcutter Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This is uh, batch number 26, bottle number 178, which means that you can never drink what we're drinking now because this is literally a singular bottle. So suck it, nerds. It's a beautiful bottle, obviously 750. Got a cork, so you know it's classy. 40%, so 80, right? We're looking at 80. It's right down the middle by virtue of uh, booze. Man, they've got some bitching embossing and packaging on this. Oh, man. It's got like I was going to mention that. The bottle deer is antlers. handsome. Dude, it's super handsome. It's got deer antler embossing. And then it's got this like uh, little spiked collar. Like a band. Like a goth chick. About it. Yeah, yeah. Circa 2001. Going uh-huh. to a Nine Inch For Nails sure. concert. Yeah, Christy Mack would wear that around her neck. I'm going to let you keep talking, brother. Um <laughs> <laughs> Idlewild Spirits is out of Winter Park, Colorado, for all you Coloradoans. Is that a thing? Are you Colorado Rudians? Well, that's all that listens to okay, us. Okay, cool. So. Um, they're at a lofty 87, 87 feet. They're way up there, y'all. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been to, I've been to like above eight grand height, and you can feel it, my dudes. 
Um, this is near the Arapahoe National Forest. Uh, there, we don't know the mash bill, and I, and when we talk about the flavors, and I won't I think can't it matters. Find it. It, and it, I don't think it really matters when you taste it. However, what's really cool is outside of the oak, the charred oak that it's held in, they also use staves, which are just sticks. It's a fancy way of saying stick um, of other charred woods. So we don't know if they're putting like maple or fucking a- apple or cherry or we don't fucking know. They're just burning staves and throwing it in it. Mesquite. Mesquites. I don't know. Don't if know. it was, that's all we'd be tasting. That's right? all you would taste. <laughs> but it's all, alongside the charred oak, they use charred other woods, and that's basically all we know about it, which makes it very cool to talk about. Now, Bobby, your thoughts, monsieur? Um, my first thought, uh, it does not read hot on the on the tongue at all. Yeah. Um, it's really nice. No, it's a low ABV. It's a, you know, 80 proofer. It's pretty low for a bourbon, really. Uh, most bourbons tend to be 84 plus, I think. Yeah, um, these days especially. You know, um, anywhere 84 to 90 on bourbons, bottled and bonds will be up to 100. Um, you know, obviously single barrels and stuff like that. Get up a little or small batches, all that shit. For sure. Um, this is a very nice drinkable. Um, I don't want to say predictable because... That would imply that, that would imply bad. something negative, right? It's predictable in its flavor profile in a certain sense because it is very caramel and vanilla. I mean, the first thing that hits your mouth is caramel, but this has a a really really lovely finish to it that I can't quite put my finger on. That makes it, you know, sort of in its own category in a weird way. Um, it's bourbon on its on its nose, but there's something else going on there, and I haven't quite wrapped my head around it yet. Mm. No, but it's I lovely. I would definitely sit and drink. It's this. a pie, brother. Yeah, at it's forty a bucks, it's a pie. Let me get it's that a out buy. of the way. Um, I put my nose in it, and I spilled bananas and red hot. Yeah, um, there's a tropical nose to it that I don't necessarily associate with bourbon. That's usually a rum thing for me. But it had this weird little tinge of plantains, red hot candies, and then I drank it, and it was all high tones. It doesn't have; it's not that deep, rich Kentucky nope. bourbon sort of grab you by the the shorties and uh, take you with it. Um, it's very high toned. I said it's almost elegant um, in its profile. It sits on the top of your palate. It's not a back burner. This is all mid-palate, kind of drifts through. I get almost a tannic, like, apple skin bite on the very, very back um, that makes it interesting, makes it almost cleansing. Kind would of. you attribute that to aging? I would attribute that to I don't the, attribute to the grains. I No, no, because it says it uses a bunch of grains, which would, outside of rye, which you know it's in there, would indicate a particular type of maltiness, sweetness. Um, some kind of roasty toastiness. Um, I get that from pyrene. I get that from the green shit that lives in wood. The wood. Is that bite, um, that kind of greenness. So it's like in wine, when we talk about this wine's green, it implies it's young and it's also undeveloped because it's green. But there is a... Dude, you're talking about wood, a living thing. It pushes out molecules of a bunch of different variations but it would also imply that these guys are probably doing something a little unique with their aging process that 
imparts something a little different. Yeah, and I think what they're doing with the the staves they put in and trying those staves, I think depending on the, the the what they're using, if they're using aspen, it can put out all that green shit and all that bitterness. And a lot of guys are doing that right now. Some to success, some yeah, guys not I'm so not, much. I'm not a huge um, fan. Nah, I don't think it's not my jam, but I can appreciate the fact that here we are many, many hundreds of years down the road and the technology is there and now we're we're experimenting. We're trying to get new flavors, yeah. new palettes. Um, this is like super ephemeral, dancey, um, you know, it's dancing on your toes, bourbon. It's not, it's not heavy or low bottomed. It's all tenor. It's no bass um, in a good way. And it just kind of drifts up across your tongue. It's non-offensive at all. I would, I would actually sip this. Um, if you've got like a 21 year old and you want to sit down and have that conversation about life, uh, this might be a good bourbon to do that with only because you're introducing them to solid bourbon and it's not something that's going to fucking just kick them right in the gooch. Yeah. You know, it's good stuff. It's 40 bucks. It's at wagon wheel liquor. What kind of conversation do you have with your son? Um, do you have like silicone based versus water based lube conversations? I don't know if I go, I go more, um, fast before you take it. Okay. Okay. It's a good good one, right? Sure, sure, sure. You might want to throw in a little coffee enema <laughs> post lunch. It's not where I was going, uh, oh, but okay, no, I mean okay. yeah. No, I'm just saying. It all um, depends on the sun. I just I've always wanted a gay sun. So I don't know why. I think we'd share clothes. Mostly because of the clothes. I would love to have a gay son if I had a woman in my life that could provide some sort of balance. <laughs> Why? Because you would turn out to be night at the fucking Roxbury. It would be bad, dude. <laughs> you guys are just slumming, dude. As a feat as I am. Yeah, I did. I do tend towards mostly male exploits. Yeah. And I mean, very, I mean, when I say male, I mean. Don't don't run it back, Doc. No, I, no, I, love, this to... com- I love this time with you. Yeah, the retraction is coming. <laughs> I, uh. <laughs> No, I just like football and fucking basketball, and I like fucking, you know what I mean. And this so like, is the cis run back. No, no it it's is football and, and basketball. And by the way, I know this because I grew up with a very outward facing gay male. Oh, and my brother, hyper. yeah, he was pretty gay. Yeah, and my gay. favorite human being on planet Earth. Also, we didn't have a lot of middle ground in our culturally, right? Culturally, right. You know what I mean? Understood. Spiritually, we understood each other and were the best of brothers. I'm going to go out on a limb and say He this. did not like watching football with me. No, no. Weird. Which is fine. It was weird. It was fine. Um, Strangers with Candy, we could watch that shit all day. All day, Little every day. Sedaris. Oh, yeah. Um, I will say, on a, if I have to, uh, day in and day out, if I'm trapped somewhere, I would much rather be trapped with uh, all of my gay friends than be trapped with some Giga Chad fucking uh, br- mouth breathing knuckle dragger. 100%. Fucking get her done. Yeah. Uh, have you seen my truck? My bill on my hat could not be flatter. Have um, you ever read a Tennessee Williams play? <laughs> yes. Menagerie, dude. Come on in, buddy. Menagerie, brother. Come on in. Uh, just saying. If you haven't, <laughs> get out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do you like bluegrass music? Uh, yeah. 
Get out. Beat it. Beat it. Scram. Scram. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have more hats than relationships? Would you turn a grown grown male adult out into the zombie apocalypse for being a bluegrass fan? Just say, no, you're not part of my community. Good luck. I would you Here's know what I would a revolver do? with one bullet. I would get a guy playing a banjo. I would <laughs> strap him to my back. And he would be my rear guard. Like right. so if the zombie right. got me from the back, he it's, just starts it's, wanging and jangling. It's, hit, and... it's hitting him fucking Willie Joe. <laughs> Fuck Willie Joe, dude. Um I, I have no patience for you people. Uh, but I love I love living here. I would toss bluegrass musicians to the zombies, <laughs> just without without pause. Like yeah. like you're not even in danger at the moment. You yeah. just decide. They're <laughs> they're not backing off. Throw them the mandolin player. <laughs> Wait, that guy's hiding a loot. Get the loot guy. Um, we kid. I know you guys love your bluegrass. I'm out not there. fucking kidding. We just hate them. Uh. But that being said, now that we're back in it, we're we back. got we got a uh, we got a little uh, message from um, one Mr. Sean Moriarty, and he brought up the Louis C.K. Grammy, and I didn't know about it. I know I don't follow award shows yeah, the way tough, I used to. I thought it was a. I, I don't know about it only because I don't know about it. So I said, "Hey, before I open my fat maw." Let me fucking research this a little bit and find out what happened. So apparently Louis C.K. is one of the few um, stand-ups now still making albums, which, by the way, growing up, Cheech and Chong, Richard Pryor, I'm sorry to say Bill Cosby. Sorry, I'm old. I, I We had him before you guys did. Um, had albums um, of that. I didn't know he was still putting out albums or there was still like a comedy album section. Anyway, he won a Grammy. Um, if you don't know, Louis C.K. has been kind of perma-canceled um, based on some extremely disgusting things he did with women. Let us, right? Yeah, yeah, we, can, we, we fucking, can agree on that. We yeah. want to fucking, we want to kind of put that out front and say that nothing that dude did with up-and-coming talent, even though it was non-assaulty, was disgusting, yeah, um, it was like he non-consensually had sex with himself in front of women. He jerked off in front of people because that, he loved having people watch him right. jerk off. And he could and the, and these are people that couldn't say no per se, only because when you're a big listen, if you're if you're in the if you're in the IT world and you're in a meeting with Elon Musk or in a meeting with fucking Bill Gates or in a meeting with Steve Jobs and they whip out their fucking schlongy and they start stroking it and you're sitting there talking about business, I don't necessarily think as a 22 year old, 21 year old, like what you would do. Um, I think you might compartmentalize it and look at it as trauma later. Correct. Um, but it was a disgusting thing to do to them and nobody is downplaying that. It's the power dynamic is, is what you're talking 100%. about. It is, hundred percent. Yeah. And that's part of the, you know, I don't want to bring up me too, but that was the thing that kicked this all off. All the indiscretions that people uh, in positions of power in the entertainment industry, a la fucking Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, all these things started coming to light that those that were in the industry, that, listen, 
Everybody's talked about this forever. We all knew who the creeps were. We all knew who the bad people were. It was just accepted. This brought it to light, and I'm glad it did. And I know some people, you know, look, we've got people like Matt Gates on trial for fucking child trafficking, and then we have guys like fucking, uh, what's his name, uh, played Stuart, um, Jack Handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah. Congre- uh, Senator Al Franken. Sorry. Yeah. Um, he made a really lewd gesture of a female, never touched her, never did anything. It was a picture, and he has stepped down from his fucking senatorial duties. Yes. Because you kind of feel like you have to now. Some people go, I don't give a fuck. Roy Moore, congressman from Alabama, um, groomed fucking young girls for yeah. years and still ran. And ran. And yeah. almost won. Almost won. Um, just to put it in print. That's, that's Alabama, though. There is perspective and nuance to this conversation that right. no one is willing to have the, okay, on either side. So let's have some perspective and, and some nuance. How do you feel about a guy? That's me. How do you feel Sorry. about a guy that has done some improprieties, done some indiscretions, uh, has been obviously his career has been kind of damaged it wasn't there was no legality involved per se no no um he wasn't arrested there was no crime per se no 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 none of these women uh, it doesn't discount his actions of course not um and none of them decided to move forward with like civil litigation or anything of that nature and and they could have they just wanted him taken out of the clubs where they so one thing that I've garnered from reading a lot of these posts and from some of the, the women who were involved in this situation is they're, they're like, well, I don't want Louie to come in and take spots away from up-and-coming, especially female comedians that could be getting these spots. Just because he's a big name, people still love him. Let's face it, he is arguably the best comedian that we've had in the last fucking 20 years that's true there's a truth to that yeah. he is the most talented stand-up comedian what? we've had in a long time could i ask you a question though what's the difference between him do- going up like on, at the fucking store on a random saturday night and fucking anybody else doing that fucking well, Chappelle famously would go up and fucking talk for three hours and rip out everybody's sets well i mean that's what Chappelle is apparently un cancelable no matter what he does or says he has enough cachet you know and one would have thought louis probably did too but i don't know if that's a good thing i mean we you're 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 not incorrect what you're saying saying is like we have one guy that's incredibly talented and is also a creep right we have other people that are incredibly talented that are creeps who should get the spot not the creep is what their position is okay and my my the only devil's advocate position I would have is this. If your name's Joe Johnson and you have a whole three years in the business and it's your spot and it's a midnight on a fucking Thursday, that means nothing sure. at the club and fucking Louis C.K. walks in and wants to do some fucking material, workout yeah. material, you're going to get bumped. Whether he's a creep or not is almost secondary if if anybody of a, a, a huge swagger, if Dane Cook came 
who I don't know if he's a creep. He's a douche, but he's not a creep. Yeah, he's gross. If he he's kind of gross. If he came up and did the same I thing, I canceled him they years would, ago. <laughs> they would fucking kick you off the stage too. This is the way the comedy world works. It is, but like what they're more talking about now. Obviously, we're talking about a huge scope here because he just won a Grammy, which is a big honor. That's crazy to win a right? fucking Grammy, That's right? Crazy, right? Also. <sighs> Could he walk into the store and get the main room at any given time? Right now. I doubt it. I doubt it. Really? I do. I doubt you don't it. Think he's I don't been... even think he's done the store since this whole thing started. I don't think he has. I, I might be wrong about that, but I don't think he has. You don't think. What is today? Today's Friday. And in LA, it is what? Like fucking three o'clock or something like that? Four, like three thirty, four o'clock. You don't think if Louis C.K. called the store right now and said, I well, want to do an hour right. at fucking nine tonight. Now, who would he be kicking off? Some big names, dude. Yeah, for sure. He'd be kicking off Joey Diaz or fucking somebody, like a, yeah. b- a big roller. Yeah. But would they Would they do that? I don't know. Ooh. I can't answer that question. Um, I guess the real question is, should they do that? I don't know. And no, I'm I'm a businessman. If you have an agreement with somebody, you don't fuck that agreement regardless of what happens. If I have an agreement with you to buy pencils at five cents a piece and two hours before our deal happens, somebody comes and says they'll sell it to me for four, I don't change my agreement with you. Sure. I may go to that four cents later, but I don't break the agreement I have with you. I'm very weird about that. But comedy clubs are different. They're run different. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you find out that pencil seller eats babies, you might change your mind. Okay. Uh, wait, now, wait, whoa, a, whoa, whoa. How much are the pencils? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You, I'm, I'm playing devil's right. advocate. Like I said, I think the big discussion became how can this guy win a Grammy when yes. he's done such atrocious things? Yeah, when he's done some atrocious shit. I don't know how to answer that. Michael Jackson won Grammys for a long time. Bill Cosby won Grammys. Literally for comedy albums. Um, there's a lot of actors that are super sus. Roman Polanski won an Oscar. Yep. Hey. Weinstein. Um, How many Oscars has Weinstein walked up and accepted? I, I, we Celebrities and inter, entertainment, I should say, in and general. And that guy is a monster. He's a fucking disgusting pig. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to diminish anything that Louis C.K. has ever done. I accept it. I fully, like understand where these women are coming from with what he made them feel. But again, having a nuanced conversation, right? you know what I mean? Like to be so fucking like blown away that Louis yeah. C.K. could win a Grammy. Yeah. When we've watched literal fucking monsters like Harvey Weinstein walk up and accept Oscars. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I the problem is, is like, <laughs> What are we mad at? Are we mad at the Academy? Are we mad at the Grammys? Are we, we mad, mad at, at the Louis? person? Are, are we at... who are we mad at? I it we're the reason why this becomes convoluted and difficult and layered is because we have given such an ex- exceptional status to celebrities. Um nowhere ever in human history. Has there been actors used to be derided in a pub? They used to be made fun of. Shit was thrown at them. And trust me, I was one and they deserved it. Um, The fact that we have exalted 
musicians and actors and people in uh, the celebrity sphere to the extent that we've had, we've built this, we've built this um, house of celebrity and regardless of what somebody does. And, and maybe this goes back to like why people write serial killers in jail. That level of fame is an intoxicant to people. And this is more like Rex studied this shit. I don't know what the, what the psychological impact is or why people gravitate towards fame, but it allows you to do things that otherwise wouldn't be okay. Normal people can't do what they do. And I know that's hard for people to understand and like, but the fact going back Will Smith cracked homie in the side of the head. If that was me at city market smacking some dude in the side of the head, I'd be in jail right now. There's obviously things afforded to celebrities and afforded to regular quote unquote people. If you're it, it, but we all have to be talking from a non naive standpoint. I don't want to rail against why is this like, why do they get special? Okay. They do. Now what do we do? Yeah. Okay. Within the context of that's an, that's a real thing. That's not changing anytime soon. The fact that, you know, the Kardashians are famous for doing almost nothing. We're in that world now. So what do we do now? It's our, it's our choice. How we, how we treat these people. So it's like, it's almost like celebrity opens up, like it activates the reptilian brain. Maybe it does. Where where you're just like, oh shit, I've never been able to just jerk off in front of fucking girls before. Let me try it. Now let me try it. And then, oh, holy shit, that worked. You know what I mean? And maybe that's your favorite thing. That's your favorite fucking thing to do. <laughs> that's your bouncing red ball. <laughs> that's your yeah. bouncy red okay. ball is like, I love jerking <laughs> off in front of fucking girls. Which, by the way, if that's what you do and you're into, great. You should probably get some consent. And I don't be, hate it. And not be in a position, you know, you can't be the CEO of a company, invite in uh, somebody to do a fucking, some fucking notation for you. That's obviously a power dynamic that doesn't work. I mean... Those kinks are fine. Nobody's kink shaming. It's just you've got to realize you got to find the right situation audience. Well, there's been so much crazy shit that's happened in the world of celebrity over the years. I mean, from James Franco shit from he's not canceled. Um, There's been a lot of really odd, uncomfortable shit. I think he's a little canceled. That guy works more than fucking dog. He works more than fucking Jamaican people. What has he done? Um, he does probably a movie a year. Okay. Regardless. Um, he stays busy. Look at that man's IMDb, uh, okay. DB for the I'll last five years. Yeah. He's got 300 movies in the last five years. You might not watch them. No, but they're I don't. there. They're don't. there, sir. Um, anyway, he stays busy, yeah. but I'm sure a lot of the old timey guys did some really horrible shit as well. Obviously they did. Oh no. I mean, they were doing all the bad horrible shit, right? shit and i'm not diminishing louis ck i will say this um what he did was 100 fucking percent wrong yeah um uh, people the initial argument was that oh like i did this with consent or whatever but i've come to actualize and realize that that's bullshit right you didn't do this with consent people people have tried you, can change their mind exactly guys yeah this is the whole 100 well she didn't say it was rape a month ago 
Well, yeah. Brains well, don't work that way sometimes. In preparation for this episode, I sat down and I watched his newest comedy and special. And you jerked off in front of everybody. And I <laughs> told my housekeeper <laughs> to sit down. <laughs> and <laughs> no. Um I watched I watched his special by myself. How was it? In my bedroom. Have, ooh, ooh, um pants off, dance off. Some really funny moments, but I will tell you this. He's so hyper aware. Of, of his persona that now he's going dark side and just trying to be shocking. So, that, what are you which, by the way, to do? Kind of funny. I get it. You're leaning into it. Yeah. But he's so like, you can watch him be aware. Like the first line of the new special is, uh, so my favorite sexual position is this. And then right. the crowd goes wild because, like, and they're chanting. You can't hear it on the special, but I've read the reviews and stuff. And apparently that night, like, they're chanting, fuck the Me Too movement, like, over and over again. Yeah. Fuck the Me Too movement. Boy, that pendulum fuck swings. The and by the way, I guarantee, knowing how intelligent that guy is, as troubled and problematic as he is, yeah. he understands how gross that is. Yeah, no, I'm sure he does. I guarantee you he does. He seems like a does. very um, like self... Um, he he has a... If you know anything about his comedy, you know self-effacing is the beginning of his comedy. He is hyper aware of how he looks, how he acts, his, fall, his pitfalls. Um, he's never been that fucking big braggadocio comic, Dane Cook, He's never been that kind of guy. He's always been, I'm gross, I'm ugly, I'm fat, I'm old, my kids hate me. He's always been that comic. So that doesn't surprise me. The new that. special is uh, hypersexualized. On um, purpose, I he would went, say. I think it's on purpose. I think he's dealing with issues like pedophilia and sexual relations. and like He's doing it in a way, to me, that betrays his career in a way because he's way fucking funnier than that he's way smarter than God, that he is when he talks about his kids when he talks about his family it's when he talks about life when he talks about and yes sometimes those things can be sexualized when i'm out on the road and i got high with this girl right, and i right. had sex with her or whatever like those are funny stories but i think this has impacted him mentally enough that it's affected his art. Imagine. And that sucks because he is a good artist. He's a fantastic artist. He's brilliant. Um, but and it does mean everybody likes his comedy, but I, I don't I'd almost put it like, look what you do for a living. Look what I do for a living. And if anybody ever said to us, You can't do this anymore, we're not allowing you to do this anymore until you make it right, and didn't really take into account your credence as a professional in your craft. It was merely adjunct things that had transpired that weren't necessarily criminal. And that would that would wrap all of my actions in a bubble going forward. It would make me hyper aware of what I was doing going forward. And if but if I was a comedian, and let's be honest, Louis has always been an edgy comedian. Um, love him or hate him, I'm not asking anybody to love him or hate him. We're we're just talking about this as an issue uh it as a performer writing and trying to develop a new special after this happened he has a new wife 
Like he's gone through some. She moved to France or some shit. Yeah. Like yeah. he went through like the the tunnel, and I'm not going. Oh, poor him. He moved to France and got married. I know a lot of people. They hear that and they're just like, oh, poor fucking guy got to. Brr, brr, brr. No, but he had an upheaval in his life. You can't discredit that. No, he got excommunicated from everybody. From Nobody his, was returning from his, calls. his community. Absolutely, 100%. and regardless of your community. So here's the last question yeah. for the segment. I would love to hear your opinion on this. Are we allowed to have a modicum of sympathy and kind of feel sorry for Louis C.K. despite the fact that he did something wrong? Are we allowed to feel not even sympathy, empathy? Can I empathize? Thank you you for changing that. Can I empathize with Louis C.K. Because of his what's gone gone on in his life, uh, and I've would, been canceled. And I would, dude, you get canceled weekly, my dude. Wow, well, um, on a good week. <laughs> hey, um, if I if I pray, I get canceled. Um, I would say thank you for changing that um, because no, I don't sympathize with it. I no. do empathize with it only because all of us as adults, men, women, and everything in between, non-binary, they, them. We've all done shit we've regretted. We've all done shit that we don't aren't proud of. Um, and I'm not saying this isn't excusing my shit or his shit or your shit. I'm saying we've all kind of been there. So it seems disingenuous to target somebody because they have fame and money rather than targeting your friend. Go look at your best friend. Whoever you are listening right now, who's your best friend? Think about that person. What was the shittiest thing that person did? And I guarantee you it's worse than jerking off in front of people. I'm not or, making light of that. Or the same. I'm saying, or it could have been exactly the same. Uh, I'm saying you have friends of yours that stole, that committed crimes, yep. that might have had domestic violence charges, yep. that might have done some really bad shit, and you've forgiven them as your friend because you had a relationship with them. I would say... Think about that the next time you want to not think about somebody trying to do right. This is the problem with the prison system. It's a it's a it's a punitive system and not a restorative system and not somewhere where you can get better. It's somewhere where you get worse. And as people, we put people in a punitive cage. And we don't care about restorative. We don't care about um getting better. We care about punishing. And I guess Everybody's going to be better when we're done beating them up. So when I'm tired of throwing punches, you can get up and dust yourself off. Yeah. When society in general is tired of throwing punches at a person down, I guess then they can get up and try to get a career going. And I'm not boo-hooing a guy that's a multimillionaire, which he is. I'm simply saying, take it in part and parcel with the people you know. Look at yourself. Look at your best friend. Look at the people closest to you. I, I know if you're like I am, they've all done bad shit. And I've forgiven them for doing worse shit than that. So why would this be an issue for you? Yeah. Yeah. I would. I, it should be an issue. But it doesn't have to be the end. Thank you. It doesn't have to be. Don't be so fucking dramatic. Of course dude. it's an issue. But like, it doesn't have to be the end of things for all of us. Like, people make mistakes and come back from mistakes. All the time. We're we, famous as a society for watching people fuck second up chances. and come back, 
Right. Now, granted, those second chances are basically built so you can fuck up again and we can eat your soul. I'll say this, too, <laughs> before we fucking walk away from this and take yes. a break. Um, no one can commit acts of attrition if they're not allowed to be heard. And if you don't let people be heard and you want them shut down forever, then how do you ever apologize? And let's see. I know he's tried to apologize. And by the way, this is such a touchy subject, man. I'm not. And I feel like I'm. I'll probably be seen as someone that's defending Louis C.K. But I'm. I'm defending humanity and flawed men because I'm one of them. We. I'm a human flawed male. Nobody. And and please, this is what I'm saying. This is what clip chimps do. Take ten seconds of what I say and it look like a monster. Take what I'm saying. The man did some. Dirty, nasty shit that nobody should be proud of. He was a fucking... Gross. A bad man, right? Um, And still is, because he has to wear that. And I just ask everybody to ask, what have you you done, man, in your life? I know I've done some wrong shit. I know... And this is not excusing anything. This is the problem people have. They think if I said... If I say everybody's done bad shit, they go, apologist. Yeah. Literally, all of you have done some shit you're not fucking proud about. That's it. And if this, look, if this guy beat his wife, killed his wife, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We There's a reason why we have fucking assault, fucking major assault, murder one, murder two. There's a reason why there's degrees of everything in life. One simple thing that happens, I'm not even saying simple as being like, I'm not I know. trying to protract this is that. such a minefield. It's such a minefield. I'm just saying, put it in perspective, really. And if you're still that hot under the collar, then you better go after your heroes for doing the same shit. Agreed. Right? I still don't think they should give him the Grammy. I think... And, I think that's a little gross. And I'm a, and I not only will I agree with you, but I will also put on top of that, I don't think he would fucking care anyway. I don't think he would either. I just think... And who cares what he thinks? But I'm saying... If two people are on equal footing, give it to the better person. Why would, why would the... <laughs> yeah, but what has that person done? We yeah. don't know. Who what knows? It we don't know. Come up? We'll know soon enough. That's right? why I'm not on yeah. social media, my dude. Yep. Come right. get me. I'm the Woo, gingerbread was, man, homie. That was heavy... Um, we're going to take a beat. Let, uh, we thought we were going to be funny. God, we suck. Um, no, we haven't been funny today, but that's okay. We we're tried. Not always going to be funny. Uh, we are <laughs> going to uh, throw it over to our sponsor. We're going to go outside and we're going to smoke a cigarette. We're going to dirt. Yeah. We're going to smoke a dirt. And yeah. then um, this sponsor is special <laughs> because it's the first time we've um, kind of clasped elbows with the other side of the aisle 100 percent. i'm kind of happy about that yeah. we've never done that before and they they need to they need their voices heard too okay because tucker carlson isn't the biggest cable personality on television oh no oh, i'm sorry he is well he's not on accident and then sean hannity's after him <laughs> and ben shapiro has five million followers Okay. And now a word from our sponsor. (laughs) 
You've all tried HelloFresh and Blue Apron, but when the shit hits the fan, are you truly going to deliver? Introducing Bougie Buckets Food Delivery Service. Charlie Kirk says that Armageddon is nine meals away and he is selling buckets of food prep. But don't you want the next level of paranoid delusion with fresh farm-to-table options for your final days? I know I do. Welcome to the end, my friend. Bougie Buckets Delivery Service. This delicious lifetime commitment is yours for only $39.99 a meal. Don't worry about the contract. The world is ending. This month, which could be your last, we are offering a special deal on all veal-related entrees. Just like you, those little fuckers can't live forever. Our recipes are so easy. And with our simple instructions, you can be cooking your last supper in minutes like a pro. Hey, friends. You can reach the Whiskey Reel at 970-426-5344. Uncomfortable masturbation. 970-426-5344. I'm never uncomfortable when I masturbate. <laughs> I make sure of it. You can also reach us at whiskeyreel at gmail.com. Drop us a voice message. Drop us a text message. Drop us an email. We will respond. You can send us some scones. I would love a scone. You, <laughs> you can even call on your burner phone. Well. While you're wearing chones. I that would be the Donald Trump solution. Right? <laughs> yeah. The burner phone. <laughs> Eating a Big Mac with back fat. And I am rocking a short stack. You know, it's weird. I've had a voice message just sitting there from Donald Trump for, it was about seven hours and 37 minutes long. Oh, wow. But I haven't really listened to it yet because I'm sure it's not consequential at all. No, it's not. Um, Nothing happened there. You can put that into the Mar-a-Lago files that uh, were taken to um, his resort that the FBI is now looking into. Yeah. Um, and you can also look at the, um, what was it? I believe that seven hours would be the amount of time that is not accounted for on January 6th. <laughs> That's so much more explanation than we needed. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm putting clues together. I'm fucking scully and moldering in my head. Okay? Um, we like to talk about media. I'm yeah. sorry. This episode got a little real. And that's fine. God, I, mean, I know. You I know. guys as adults can handle it. We're going to drag it back out of the murk and mire. Why don't you get yourself some more Idlewild, dude? This was uh, adult content this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. You guys love it. Dana, I know you're driving your big-ass truck through fucking Colorado. I know you loved it, so you shut up. Little horror mouth. Oh, my God. Uh, um, <laughs> so what have you been watching, my friend? Um. So much, so often. Um, one of my favorite things, I just finished season two of Body. And I say that if you've watched the show, you know what I'm saying. It Barry, Bill Hader. Um, season three is coming out very, very soon. I could not be more excited. Barry, like the, the not the fruit, you psychopaths. Barry, like the, the Jewish gentleman, Barry, that you know. He might be your accountant. I don't know. 
B-A-R-R-Y, Barry. If you guys haven't watched two seasons of this, it might be one of the funnest things you'll see. Um, it's about a hitman who wants to be an actor but keeps getting drugged back into the business. Yes. And it has amazing cast. It is so well acted. I cannot say more of it. Outside of that, we've been watching some Moon Nizzle. Moon Knight, brother. Moon Knight is, hey. uh, yeah. We would be remiss. How fun. It, man, it is, I have I recognize some of the criticism. What's a criticism? But they're it's wrong. too tropey? Yeah, well, they're saying it's very derivative of, I think we talked about this last week a little bit. It's just, it's too venomy with the voiceover I and blah, blah, blah. That. But it's really fucking cool. Um, Oscar Isaac is a goddamn G. He's a gem. He is so freaking good in God, this. He's good. And even better than Oscar Isaac is Ethan Hawke as the heavy yeah, on this man. show is starting to really fascinate me. Like, it's a really cool role. Like, it, he, he's going to be remembered for this role, I have a feeling. Uh, Ethan Hawke, over the years, you and I were talking earlier, has become a plug-and-play gem. Yeah. Like, he's, you know, early in his career, Ethan Hawke was kind of a, a kind of a, a teen beat, tiger beat, like... Like you know, one of the yeah. one of the teenagers to watch, and he was kind of like a you know. But a he's s- had a way of like finding cool properties. God he's, damn, he, yes. he chooses his roles wisely. I think now he does. He used to do some clunkers. Like I think in his, I mean, he had this weird when he was with Uma. He almost got like canceled. Um yeah, and and he. Came but I mean, back. we know him from like um, uh, the Robin Williams. Captain, oh my captain thing. Oh, Dead shit, Poets dude. Society, Dead right? Poets? I mean, that was from, where uh, we all kind of fell in love f- with Ethan Hawke, right? Yeah. We we know him from a kid actor. He's now become a real deal. Uh, that uh, series he did the on Showtime, the John Brown series. Oh, my was gosh. One of the best pieces of television that's happened. Um, yeah. I know we say that a lot, but we really mean it. He is an absolute gem. He's great in this. Oscar Isaac is phenomenal. The CGI works, which is a big thing for Marvel. They're yeah. they're they're paying homage to. Moonlight. By the way, that's the Good Lord Bird. Good Lord Bird, and that I would say it's the John Brown. Fabulous a, show. If you guys have any way to watch Good Lord Bird, yeah, it makes racism funny. Um, <laughs> and I know that sounds fucking. Ridiculous, but if you watch the show, you know exactly yeah, what you'll I mean. know what we're talking about. Um, it's it's a wonderfully um, made show. Um, that being said, Ethan Hawke is an amazing villain in this. He is the you know antagonist. Uh, Oscar Isaac is brilliant because he's a brilliant fucking actor. If you guys don't know who he is, he is uh, the really good guy in Dune. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, he is. I they're mean, all the good guys in Dune. That's yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna gorf at the the cock of Dune forever. But um, that it's an awesome show. I'm a fan of Moon Knight. I have been since I was a kid. It was always I always say it's a cooler paranormal Batman. Yeah, and I don't know if you like Batman. Moon Knight's cooler. I don't know what to say to you, Batman people. 
Sean's probably apoplectic right now. No, he's going to shit his pants but, over that. But, but Moon Knight's actually a cooler Batman. He's got gear. He's like a detective, but he's paranormal. It's fucking cool. Um, so watch that if you haven't. If you don't have Disney Plus, you should probably get a you know find a friend that can hack it. Sure, I, I hear they're out there. I know. they might be. They might be. Um, that being said, a lot of good fucking media. There's a lot of good stuff coming out. I know everybody hates The Walking Dead. Trust me when I say this is going to be the last season. Thank it's, God. Thank God. It's been fucking great, dude. It has been. It's been super fun. I'm no bullshit. I don't care. I know I'm a stan. I know I'm a dead stan. Whatever, dude. It's been fucking fun. Um, All right. Yeah. All right. I'll take your word for it. I saw Morbius. It's dog shit, but not as stinky a dog shit as everybody wants it to be. (laughs) Jared Leto is Jared Leto. I know that it has like the lowest Rotten Tomatoes rating I've ever seen for a movie. <laughs> it's it's not great. Yeah, but I I think people are. Um, I just I think people had Look, they had claws out on this movie. When it comes to these properties, I think that people are starting to realize what I realized is like you're having Spider Man villains show up in movies without Spider Man, right? And I get that. That doesn't work. And by the way, if Tom Hardy shows up in the next Spider-Man movie, I am so on board with that fucking situation. Well, I want to watch Venom fight fucking Tom Holland. Yes, the, the thing I'm that in. Morbius. I just did, don't want to watch Tom Holland fight street thugs and fucking government agents. You know what I mean? The thing that Morbius did is it bridged a gap from No Way Home, which, by the way, we didn't give enough pub to No Way Home, which was. Or what is it called? The Spider-Man No Way Home? It's amazing. It's fucking amazing. It's such a nerd jerk off. When you see three Spider-Mans swinging through the air at the same time, you you foam. Coda was a really good movie, but I'm sorry. (laughs) No Way Home is the best movie I've seen this year. Did you watch it? Coda? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. No, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. I'm not going to. I'm just going to cry. However... No Way Home is still fucking better, You're and t- I would rather watch that. I'm just going to cry when I watch that. Yeah, so three sure. Spider-Mans, I cried, by the way, um, swinging through the air. The, it, the, Morbius did a a service to the MCU and a service to the expedition of the storyline. You can see how the, the break that uh, Doctor Strange had to fix in No Way Home translates into Morbius and then we'll go into Madness of the Multiverse or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. I can't wait for that, by the way. That no, it looks movie. amazing. I'm going to shit my pants, by the way. Tom Cruise is going to be in that movie. <sighs> okay. No, I'm serious. And on that note. That is happening. <laughs> that is happening. Um, Do you no, have the a- big rumor is that, I don't know if you guys remember this, but um, back in the 90s, James Cameron. No, it wasn't James Cameron. It was He was pre- he was trying to put together a Spider-Man movie back in the 90s. Mm. And then they were also trying to put, get, put together a an Iron Man film. Yeah, with Tom and Cruise. And Tom Cruise was attached to be Tony Stark. Aren't so you the, happy, Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, of course. Wasn't that? And the by the ideal? way, how would they have done a fucking Iron Man movie in the nineties? That would have been dog shit. Suck dick. But what 
the rumor is now that this is the multiverse, yeah. they're going to bring Tom Cruise in uh, as some alternate Tony Stark. I don't know if I like that. That looks like Tom Cruise. Well, well you're wrong. It's going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise apologia on the whiskey reel. So one last thing I'll mention yeah. on media before we go into a couple of songs and get the fuck out of your hair. Um, I've been I've been starting this show called Minx. And it stars this girl named Ophelia Lovabond and Jake Johnson, who is super fucking cool. Jake Jake Johnson is awesome. Uh, You would know him from like New Girl, probably most of the way is where you would know Jake Johnson. But it's about the advent of pornographic magazines for women, a la Playgirl. Um, And it's a really cool show. It's really fucking funny. It's Crazy. really well done. It's really well acted. Yeah, Minx. I okay. don't know what it's on, but look it up. It's it's a really, really worthwhile watch. I've got one more to throw at you. New show out called The Outlaws. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Walken and Stephen Merchant. That's all you need to know. Has it started? It started. Oh, good. It's about, it's in England. They're all a bunch of inmates. But Walken <laughs> plays an American that has an English daughter. And it's a bunch of crazy ragtag people out on community service with Christopher Walken and Stephen Merchant. If that doesn't grab your short and curlies, I don't know what else to say to you. Then you're dead inside. <laughs> but it's exactly what you think it is. And it is silly and fun as fuck. Yeah. How's that? Cool. I like cool. it. Your you song. have a song. I have a song. I have a great song, actually. Um, I'm not even sure if I'm going to do my song. I, no, I, I'm still wrapping my head on the fence. This song. Yeah. Uh, there is a svelte gentleman named Action Bronson. Um, he used to be a a, a, a large. I, I believe he had comorbidities. Uh, he does. He he has still has them, but he's uh he's been doing a lot of deadlifting and a lot of shit. He looks better now. Um, he is a. a Outside of being of just a character, he's a persona now. You forget he's a really legit MC, and stylistically reminds me of old New York shit, late nineties, early two thousands. He has some new shit that he put out. Um, this shit is called Sub Zero, um, capital S, capital Z. Um, boy, this jazzy track that you're about to hear, and it has some little like snare uh, rim hits as like the driver of the drums this it i it, there's something that just fucking it 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 made me happy and his subject matter is action bronson so if you're familiar you're familiar he wakes up with your wife he goes to bed with your wife uh that's that type of shit um it's Mad New York it's mad fun it's mad jazzy action bronson sub zero it's fire Let's take a peek. Running through the woods, I dropped my nine in the snow. Ten feet deep, like a pile of the blow. Had to choke a motherfucker on the side of the road. I could feel my blood boil, man, I'm out of control. Wet suit, thick, so I can shred when it's ice. Then lay in bed with your wife. Get mad head from your wife. Then get out of bed with your wife. Cause I don't cut the bread with a knife. I rip it like a man supposed to. Leather jacket, Mickey Mantle poster. Rock bottom through the buffet. Chicken wings flying every motherfucking witch away. Hash burning while a motherfucker switching lanes. 
my pants rip away. Uh. That shit is hype, man. I don't care. Yeah, I like that. That's some like classic action right there, dude. Yeah, I was about to say the motherfucker hasn't changed. He Even does, a little bit. He does it, man. He's doing all this wonderful shit on his side careers. And Not shit. that I want him to. No. You forget that he is a MC. Yeah. Like, 100%. It feels so New York. It feels so good. It's like a warm soup. It's comforting. Comforting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like baklava. <laughs> he's baby baklava, man. Um, anyway, he's he's a miracle, man. I love action. I love that. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do this. The more You're I listen to this, I'm song? not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Oh my God. Bobby just pulled his song. I out pulled of my song. No, I'm producing this bitch. So <laughs> that's the way it is. <laughs> so no, it was just a song. It was something I was intrigued by. Yeah. But I wasn't taken by. Yeah. Cause you have to, usually you don't throw scrap onto the fire. No, I try not to. Well, want, good on I want, you. I think that Bronson tune kind of summed up the evening. I want to drop heaters. Heaters. Yeah. Um, I know you have a story. I have a story. For your... Uh, my pearl. For your pearl. It's time to clutch your pearls, yo. Um, so I'm going to let you clutch your pearls. All right. And then you're going to wrap it up there, Chief. I'll wrap it up. Wrap it up, Chief. I'll wrap it up. Um, Walking through City Market, walking through a local grocery store. I was with my daughter. It's probably 4.30, you know, beautiful fucking spring day. I'm just picking up some bullshit. I'm at the self-checkout with my daughter. I walk out because I forget something. So I'm like, I run back. I come back. And I'm walking down the, the aisle in between the, the aisles of the grocery and the registers. The big aisle. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So I'm walking through and this kid makes a lateral step to his right to be in front of me. Just literally out of the blue. I didn't I wasn't recognizing him, I didn't see him. So like when he did that, my first thought as I'm looking up, no bullshit, was like, I know this kid. Cause we know a lot of people in this town. So I thought somebody was gonna go like, yo man, what's up? Like, ah, woo woo woo. I look at his face. I'm like, I don't recognize this kid. And he's like, hey, man. I'm like, yo, what's going on? He's like, nothing, man. He's like, uh, and he looks at me. He's like, what's your name? I'm like, Aaron, what's your name? He's like, I don't know. if It, it doesn't matter. Caleb. And I was like, what's up, man? And I'm realizing I was talking to him the whole time. We know so many people. Yeah. I forget people all the time. I'm old and befuddled. I don't know everybody I meet sometimes. And I'm like, what the fuck? What are, what? Like, and I'm going, I'm going through the Rolodex in my fucking head thinking, who is this fucking kid? So he's, he's talking to me. I'm like, and I'm slowly realizing as I'm saying, I'm Aaron, I'm Caleb. I'm like, I don't know this fucking kid. So now I'm like, guard up. All right, man, what's up? So he's like, where are you from? I'm like Los Angeles, where are you from? He's like, born and born Durango. And at that point, I turn my body and I'm starting to go back towards where my daughter is because she's waiting at the fucking self-checkout line. I'm like, all right, man. Well, you know, cool, man. Good to meet you. Have a great day. Turn and walk. I get about four feet and I hear behind me, that's right, walk away. (laughs) Obviously, I stop. I put on my, is this happening face? I turn around and he turns around. I'm like, 
And he's like, yeah, man, what's up? And I start laughing because that's the only response to a scrawny ass white kid. And then I keep walking towards my daughter, who's now running towards me because I'm late getting my last shit. And I hear him say behind me, like, yeah, that's right. Walk away. And I'm like, all right, baby, let me go to the go thing. Finish our checkout. Luckily, and I'm sitting there doing it and I'm shaking my head like, boy, and I, 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 at that point, the only thing going on in your head is I'm going to kill this kid. Like that's the only thing going on in your mind. You're angry now. You've been tested. Yep. This is some fucking ego male bullshit right now. So I'm like, fuck it. My kid's here. My daughter's here. My beautiful baby is here. Let's process this. I go walk out and I notice uh, working at City Market is somebody I know. And I'm like, dope. I know this chick. We were just, I we bought her a shot for her birthday. Rex and her are friends. I'm like, dope. I'm like, yo. Hey, how you doing? What's up, baby girl? I was like, this kid, this skinny right kid, red tea, flannel, so just try to pull me into a fight. I'm here with my daughter. Get all your loss prevention and whoever you need. Watch this fucking kid. He's going to fight somebody. Left. Didn't think anything of it. So Rex works with the courts. And she doesn't give me any inside info. But I said, watch for a kid named Caleb. And she texts me back today. A man named Caleb got arrested last night yeah. at 8 p.m. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool. I don't need to know which one because I already know which one. Yeah. So I guess my pearl of wisdom is if you've been around long enough, and I know for you young kids, you might this might not land, but trust your gut. Um, sometimes, you know, when something's going to go wrong, you know, crazy when you see it. You know, when a uh, situation, you get your spidey sense up. And it's weird. A lot of kids in these mountain towns don't have that. You have to kind of grow up in a city for that to to some degree. But really in touch people with energy. And I'm not trying to get all crunchy and shit. But, like, you know when you meet somebody that's setting you off. That's wrong. Trust that. Don't think you're wrong. Don't run into somebody and say something's wrong. Don't fight that feeling because of an insecurity or you feel you don't know any better. Even if it's somebody in power, going back to what we talked about earlier, or or somebody that's your boss or anybody that you think is different, if you get that spider sense, follow it. I don't care. And sometimes it may be a detriment. You may make a bad decision because you were overcautious. It's better to be overcautious than undercautious. Trust your feeling. Your you, those senses have been built in through hundreds of thousands of years of survival in DNA. Trust those feelings. Uh, oh. They won't. They won't lead you wrong most of the time. I mean, when I think about that situation, it brings back a lot of memories. I've had moments like that, and twenty years ago. If I did that, just hit him. If that shit happens to me, I would have fucking turned around. I would have walked up. I would have smoked him. Pasted that kid. Yeah. And I would have been in the one in jail. And oh. as they're dragging me into my yes. cell, I would have been screaming, fuck Primus. Oh, shit. 